What uh, I want, so we're going to look at this question tonight, and it, and I really hope, that's <laughs> funny, I wrote, we'll see on my notes, like, we'll see if we get to these. <laughs> I actually thought, well, maybe it's 7.30, 7.15 almost, we could probably just say, it's, we can say it's been good to be here, I, I uh, and I, but I, I want to, uh, See, the point is we're not going to change the subject. Uh, we are going to, I think, sort of explain what we're doing and what we're experiencing, what we just did. Is that okay? So we're going to, but it's, I'm going to try to answer this question, what is the kingdom of God? Now, that is a, uh, a subject, a topic that is of some degree of importance. Anybody, would anybody agree? Mm, okay. But a, a lot of times, I suppose many times, are, or there are a lot of uh, a lot of colloquial, uh, traditional kind of understandings of the kingdom of God. Sometimes people relate to the kingdom, and they can almost imagine a castle, like a Disney castle, in the clouds somewhere. Uh, the, the kingdom of God is a place or a thing. A lot of folks will talk about the kingdom, and they'll say, "Well, isn't that that's heaven?" Yes, yes. But they, what they mean is eternity, like the kingdom of God someday. Um, the kingdom of God is heaven. Uh, 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 spoiler alert, it's heaven now. But uh, uh, it's this. So, first of all, let's just recognize a couple of things. Let's walk step by step a little bit through this. I want to use this purple marker because, because it's like royal, <laughs> right? So, so, I'm going to write the kingdom. Of God. Now, in Matthew, Matthew uses the word heaven synonymously with on purpose. Okay, he's he is out of respect for his audience. He is not saying the kingdom of God as often. He says the kingdom of heaven. These are not different. They are the same. Um, in Matthew, John the Baptist begins his ministry saying what he says: "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Everybody say at hand. It'll help if you do this, okay? It's at hand. It's, it's near. It's within, you. It's, it's within reach. It's right close to you, okay? It's coming. Coming, it's coming, coming, it's coming, coming, it's coming. So John the Baptist says that, and then concurrently, right, right with that, Matthew loops that narrative. When John the Baptist says, Repeat for the, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, John the Baptist says, I baptize with water, but one who is coming will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Okay, so I want us to just follow the flow of Matthew's thought. Matthew says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, it's coming. And then almost with the next breath, he says, and there's someone coming who will baptize you with the Spirit. We with me? Okay, so this is just kind of John the Baptist. So someone is coming who will baptize. Now this is for if you were... Anybody's with me in Salem, this is how I write. I leave off words, and because I know what I mean, baptize with spirit, okay? Okay? And uh, as a matter of fact, it's good if you have any sort of an ex- practice with the interpretation of tongues, because <laughs> you will need them with my whiteboard. Okay, but I want us to just see how this flows. So John the Baptist says, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven is coming, repent, and repentance is our access or our surrender to the kingdom. Yeah? 
Okay, that's uh, Matthew 3, 1 and 2 or something like that, okay? So then, and he, then he says, okay, and by the way, and, and with that, these are not separate narratives. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's coming, dot, dot, dot. Someone will baptize you with the Spirit. Okay, then, then, and every gospel introduces Jesus as the one who will baptize in the Spirit. Every gospel introduces him that way. Matthew, Mark, Luke, all, the synoptics all say, John says, someone is coming and he will baptize you in the Spirit. Some, say that with me. Someone is coming and he will baptize you in the Spirit. So the, they're anticipating someone Jesus, we know, they're anticipating that the, the Messiah, the Christ will come, and what he's come to do is to bring us into vital contact with the Spirit. And yet, the meta-message, the meta-narrative is the kingdom is coming. Just for fun, I want to say, well, which is it? Is the kingdom coming, or is, or is someone coming to bring us into vital contact with the Spirit? Then Jesus says the same thing. That's, that, this is Matthew 3. In Matthew 4, 17, Matthew says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach this very same thing. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, is at hand. That was what he began to preach from chapter 4 all the way through, all the way through his ministry. Matthew summarizes. So John the Baptist introduces it. Jesus keeps preaching it. The kingdom of repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What am I missing over here? A little bit of social media fun going on? What am I missing over here? Yeah. I'm sorry. She's enjoying it. You're smiling. I want to be a part of it. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, right? Now. So this, so I want us to see that this is this is how the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the kingdom of heaven is come, the kingdom of God is here, the kingdom of God is at hand, right? And yet this at, concurrently it's this message of but someone's coming to baptize you in the spirit. So then this message of the kingdom, that the kingdom is coming, is uh, we'll come back to it. Jesus mentions it with his disciples. He tells his disciples to go do some things and to and to uh, and to uh, that, the, that, the, that, the, that the spirit will. I mean, pardon me. That the that the kingdom is at hand. But when we get out of the gospels and we get into the book of Acts, do we? What do we hear? What? How does does this rhythm change? Does this message modify? Yeah, it does. Right. So the idea of this, you know, repent, do we still hear the word repent when we get to the book of Acts? Yeah, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, okay? Acts chapter 2, verse 38. After the day of Pentecost, after the, day, after the, 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 the demonstration of spiritual phenomena that occurs in the upper room and all the, how you doing, bass player, a little work up a sweat, okay? Yeah. Yeah, you got to get yourself some more potatoes today. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Acts chapter 2, we have this spiritual phenomenon, the day of Pentecost, and, this, and, and a bunch of people, they come back after, after uh, 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 the Passover feast. It's one of the second greatest feasts. It's 50 days later. So many of the people that were there at Passover for the rejection of Messiah, people that knew about Jesus but didn't repent, didn't surrender to him. Now suddenly, 50 days later, after, after Peter gets up and simply says, know for certain that God is made because of what you're seeing, because of what they saw. Say that with me, because of what they saw. Now, 
now if I sound like I'm overly enthusiastic or I'm about to blow up sometimes, it's because this, this, is, this is fresh in my heart. It's not polished, but it is passionate, okay? So, so there's this demonstration of the Spirit, the spiritual phenomena, the person of the Spirit that has been poured out. The Spirit has come. Say it. The Spirit has come in power. Now, the same people who were like, I don't know, crucify him. I don't know who this guy is. Those, many of those same people, now all they hear, they experience that presence. I'll say it. They experience the dominion of the Spirit. Then they hear Peter saying, because of what you're experiencing, know for certain God has made this Jesus Lord and Christ, the anointed one. Who's, he is the anointed one who, who's, whose mission is to bring or to carry forth or to minister the dominion of the Spirit. Know that God has made this Jesus Lord and Christ. And they, they respond to Peter and say, uh, what shall we do? And what does Peter say? 238. He says something very similar to what John the Baptist and Jesus say. Repent. Remember, people came to John the Baptist and he said, repent. Jesus goes forth and says, repent. They come to Peter and Peter says what? Repent. And then he says, repent and, and, and be baptized. And then he says, and then you'll receive the kingdom. What does he say? Huh? He says, you will receive the spirit. From that time on, from that time on, the message, I believe, is modified intentionally. The, 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 the truth of it is the same. The clarity is increased. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God, could the kingdom of God that was at hand, that's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and then right away the next breath, and someone's going to baptize you in the Spirit. The kingdom is coming. Someone's going to baptize you in the Spirit. Day of Pentecost comes, repent, and you'll receive the Spirit. Right? My assertion is this. Could Could the kingdom of God actually be the coming of the Spirit? In Acts chapter 1, his disciples say, Lord, listen, the, 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 the Holy Spirit wants us to hear that. The, in Acts chapter 1, the disciples say, Lord, we're ready. Are you at this time going to, what, restore the kingdom to Israel? And they're thinking, of course, of not just a castle in the, in the clouds. They want that castle to come down and sit down in Jerusalem and get all dressed up, right? And rule and reign and be knights, <laughs> okay? Uh, Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus says, you will receive power when the the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I would submit this. Yes, I am, but not the way you boys think. Not with a castle and a moat. In Matthew chapter 2, Oh, I already said, the, the, regarding its importance, not only are we told, this is really important, not only are we told that in Matthew that initially that the, the idea is that repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, but we are told, this is really important, that apparently whatever this kingdom is, it's really important. Right? Matthew 6.33, seek ye the Whatever this kingdom is, it's got to be first place. 
got to be first. It's not a, it's not, it's not a, a, an elective. It's not something that I also think about, among other things. It's got to be something that captivates my heart, my soul, my passions. It's got to be first. Seek it. Come on, say seek it. <laughs> now, I, come on, you got to hear the rest. So much, of, so much of the Bible should be blowing up in your minds. Okay? Seek it. Come on, say it again. Say seek it. Seek it. As in, as in earnestly. Earnestly seek that, that and, 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 and his righteousness. I'm with you. I grew up sometimes thinking, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Are those two things? Are those one thing? Am I supposed to choose one thing and the next thing? What does that mean? What am I supposed to be seeking here? What, what am I supposed to be seeking? Look, I don't, if you ever thought that, don't think you're unusual. I grew up, but the reason why I think I know a couple of things is because I've asked a lot more questions. <laughs> a lot of questions. But look here. I think that there's more clues here. <laughs> look here, Matthew chapter 10. Jesus gives his, 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 his apostles instructions. He's sending them out. And then in verse 7, he says, As you go, preach, saying, this is what you're going to say. They're, at that time, they're supposed to say, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everybody say, at hand. At the hand. kingdom is at hand. <gasps> verse 8. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Wait a minute. So the idea is that the kingdom of heaven does something. That there's a, there's a, there's a power there. Again, so we've said it before. Let's say it again. The kingdom is not a place. It's a power. The kingdom is not a realm, it's a rule. One more thing. The kingdom is not a domain, it's a dominion. It's dominion. Come on, someone say dominion. dominion. Look at, let's look at one more thing, and I'm going to watch our time. This is too exciting, and I would talk too long about it. I've already done this to my wife. I pushed pause on the show. I said, listen, listen, i got to talk to you. <laughs> Just pray for her, okay? <laughs> she just wants to chill out and watch the show. I'm like, no, no, no listen, I got to talk to you about that. I'm all, I'm all jacked up, okay? Matthew, look at Matthew 12, 28. The, uh, Jesus has been driving out demons. The religious leaders say he's doing that by the power of, of Beelzebul, the ruler of the demons. And Jesus responds to them, makes fun of them a little bit. But then in verse 28, he tells us something that should make all of this very, very clear. What's 1228 say? But, he said, but if I, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, that's out. He says, that, that says demons. Okay, that says spirit. That's clearly. I don't even know how to spell demons. I'm so holy. Okay. No, um, uh, <laughs> okay. Look here. Look here. Listen here. Verse 28. But if I cast out demons, say it out loud with me. By what? Then what? 
has come upon you. It's here. It's now. In other words, this, what then the kingdom of God is the spirit of God exerting dominion on the earth. The kingdom is the spirit of God exerting. Jesus defines the kingdom as the Holy Spirit doing stuff. But not just present in a ubiquitous sort of way. As the Holy Spirit exerting, let's say divine influence, but let's just call it dominion. The Holy Spirit exerting dominion is the kingdom of God. If, the, if and they say, how do we know the kingdom? You'll, you'll know it's the kingdom because the Holy Spirit is displacing darkness. Now that's chapter 12. Chapter 10 told us that, that the disciples were to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, drive out demons. And that was the evidence of the kingdom. So the kingdom is not healing and deliverance and, and, and raising the dead. The kingdom is the spirit exercising or exerting dominion. It is the coming of the Holy Spirit exerting dominion. So here's what I would like to just posit. See, now, I like the word posit. But if you were one of my students, you will raise your hand in class and say, Dr. Dav, yeah, why don't you say pause it? And I say, because that sounds like you have a DVD or a DVR and you're pausing it. But one of my students is precious and smart, and so now I say pause it. <laughs> She's over there. Okay. Uh, I would say, just here's my thing. The kingdom of God, or of heaven, is the dominion of the Spirit. That makes perfect sense. Don't think you can't read that. (laughs) The kingdom of God is the dominion of the Spirit. I want you to say it with me. Now you say, now, Dav, are you messing with things? Absolutely not. First of all, the word kingdom is essentially a verb. It's a, it's a it's function as a verb. In the Greek, the word is basalia. Everybody say basalia. You say, well, no, the word is kingdom. No, that's the English word that we've given to that word. If, if it, we, that's just because of tradition and history. If, if King Jimmy could have changed his mind, King James, okay? If King Jimmy <laughs> would have changed his mind with all those amigos... They could have easily, 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 and equitably, and perhaps more beneficially translated that dominion. That word basalia is better translated, for our understanding, it's better translated dominion. The active rule of God. Not the castle in the clouds. See, kingdom, we think, oh, Disneyland. Snow White or whatever her name is. No, no. Dominion. Everybody say dominion. Basalia is equitably and should be translated dominion. So you can just, if you want to, I don't, don't want to write up your Bible, but you can, every time you see the kingdom, you just put dominion. Now, Matthew, out of reverence for Yahweh, doesn't use God. He uses heaven. So I'm just going to say, fine. Well, I'm going to say, if I'm, I'm just going to say it. Instead of saying the kingdom of God, I'm just going to say the dominion of the spirit. 
which means the Spirit coming to exert dominion, to exert rule in the name of Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit coming to apply all that Jesus Christ accomplished. It is the Holy Spirit coming to exert and enforce the, the will and the lordship of the king. In that way, live, you and I living in the kingdom is as actually you and I living in the spirit. That's living under the spirit's influence. So when we, so what does it mean then to seek first the kingdom? Now, to me, it makes perfect sense. I'm seeking the dominion of the spirit. I'm seeking to live under his influence. I'm seeking his influence in my life. I'm seeking his dominion, his influence in my church, in my family. And, I, and, it, and it, instead of just, I'm seeking the kingdom like I'm some sort of explorer, like where's the kingdom? No, when I'm, when I'm seeking the dominion of the spirit, it looks like a bended knee and a soft heart. It looks like the church gathered for an hour waiting in his presence. That's seeking the dominion of the spirit. And then yielding, someone say yielding yielding to his influence as it manifests in my life. So now I understand why. Because a lot of people say, you don't realize it. You don't have to realize this, but it's true. A lot of people will say, I got a call. I told you, I got got a call the other day. Sunday morning, in the green room. How they got the number, I don't know. I answer the phone in the green room, and a gal says, hi, yeah. Do you guys preach the gospel of the kingdom or the gospel of grace? Yeah, I said, yes. And she hung up. <laughs> Didn't like my answer. Because a lot of people will say, mistakenly so, they will, they will try to say or try to observe. You'll hear it, and some theologians will say, we've noticed that um, Jesus and the apostles, uh, uh, they preached originally uh, the gospel of the kingdom. And then Paul, Paul does not do that. Timeline. The... As when the message comes, it comes as a message of a coming kingdom, a coming dominion of the spirit. By the time Paul is preaching, the spirit has come. And so Paul preaches, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What does that mean? Walk in submission to the dominion of the spirit. Paul says the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace. What does he mean? The Holy Spirit living under his dominion, he will produce or produce. Fruit is produce. He will. These. You're welcome. He will produce. These results in your life. The dominion of the Spirit will produce these results in your life. The dominion of the Spirit. Someone say it again, the dominion of the Spirit. Elsewhere, Paul says, Romans chapter 14, verse 17, the kingdom of God. Now Paul references the kingdom of God. But what does he say? The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Bummer. No. He, it's, not, it's not a matter of what I eat or what I drink. It's not defined by these exterior regulations. What does he say the kingdom of God is? Righteousness. 
No, you are just, I love you. you can, righteousness, peace, and joy, that's it. No. The dative locative instrumental preposition at the end, the prepositional phrase at the end, redefines or modifies each of the things in the sentence. The kingdom of God is righteousness in the Holy Spirit, peace in the Holy Spirit, joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is the dominion of the Holy Spirit, which is characterized principally by righteousness, peace, and joy. That is the, you say, that's the kingdom. That, why is it the kingdom? Because that's, that's the result or the influence that is the character of the dominion of the Spirit. That he is, he comes and brings, he imputes and produces righteousness. Which goes back to Hyun. First characteristic that the, of, of, his, of his kingdom is the greatest summary of his influence in our life. Righteousness. I seek first the dominion of the Holy of the Spirit and the righteousness that he imputes and produces in my life. And, the, and his peace. When I live... Come on, I'm stepping under his rule. And where he has dominion, there is peace. And where he has dominion, everyone is gloomy. Where he has dominion, everyone is afraid and sad and it's dark and we walk slowly. Where he has dominion, there is joy. Joy that Peter says is inexpressible and full of glory. Paul will say later, the kingdom of God is not a matter of yammering. It's not, it is not consist of, it is not restricted by, it cannot be contained by, it is not just a matter of what you say. He says the kingdom of God is not expressed just in word. The kingdom of God is expressed, it is demonstrated. I didn't write those verses down. Ten, Matthew 10, Matthew 12, the kingdom of God is a matter of power. Because the dominion of the spirit is the exertion of his power. The same, but see, here's the thing. We talked about this. The same power of the Holy Spirit, that same power is the same, the same power that drives out demons is the same power that imputes and produces righteousness in my life. The same power that raises the dead is the same power that is necessary to produce the character of God in my life. The dominion of the, of the Spirit is, 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 I would like to say, an irreducible simplicity. It makes things exceedingly simple. Like I'm, if I'm going to seek the kingdom and live for the kingdom, that is not a fourth or a fifth idea out there somewhere. It is absolutely central to the whole thing. When Paul says, Ephesians 5.18, what does he say? Do not be drunk with wine, but be being filled with the Spirit. Be continually yielding submitting to the Spirit's rule. Being filled with the Spirit means I'm yielding, I'm being, I'm submitting to His rule in my life. His personal presiding influence in me. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is the dominion of the Spirit. 
That means we can seek his dominion. We must seek his dominion. That means we can yield to the spirit. We're surrendering to the spirit's influence and power. That means we expect, when we say, Lord, we, when, when, that's why it's okay. People, I know people get, some people get upset when you say, oh, you shouldn't say, come Holy Spirit, because he's already here. Well, yes, he's already here. But what we're saying is, I am submitting to his rule. Come Holy Spirit, I am taking a knee. I'm softening my heart. I'm opening my life. We together are doing that in this room right now. Come, Holy Spirit. We are surrendering to your lordship. Let, the, let your dominion come. And that's not a new thing. That's what they say Smith used to do. Smith Wigglesworth used to do. They said he'd be in a room and start praying for the dominion. So what does that mean? He's praying for the, the authoritative influence of the spirit to prevail in that room. And he would do it to a point where no one could stay in the room but him. That's why the kingdom of heaven is good news. It is the coming and the arrival of the dominion of God's spirit in our lives. So Lord, I pray tonight. Lord, as I'm just enjoying savoring this and chewing on and trying to just the more I see in your word the more I see that this is not these are not two separate ideas but one idea becoming more clear and more personal and more powerful more immediate Lord that your kingdom is not is not something that is distant or outside but I understand the dominion of the spirit means this is personal this is holy This is powerful. This is now. And I understand. I understand that it's now and yet, as, as Paul wrote, what we have now is merely the down payment of what is to come. So, Lord, let, your, let the dominion of the Spirit come. So, Lord, we, even what Matthew wrote down that we should pray, let your kingdom come and let your will be done. Let your dominion come, Spirit of God, and as a, as a result of your dominion, let your will be done. Let us walk in obedience to you. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. If that's your prayer, would you say amen? Amen. amen. Now, normally we'd pause now and say, well, let's just bring ourselves to a place of surrender to the, to, to the dominion of the Spirit. You've... That's a guy. Who, that guy's brilliant. Who's talking? <laughs> no, so we we reverently, reverently, we have done a good work in surrendering to the Spirit. So, like Peter, what we've done is actually responded to spiritual phenomena with explanation. Okay, so let's just get, stand together and give God thanks. Can we do that? Let's just give the Lord thanks together tonight. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just give Him praise and thanks. Give Him praise and thanks. Give him praise and thanks.